2: 2014 when I started doing this show, um, or a different version of it. Um, as always, got a lot to say in a short period of time. I've, I've come to uh, appreciate this show as the two-hour, one-hour show, and uh, we claim it's going to be an hour, but many, many times it goes off closer to two hours. Um, we'll see where it goes today. I, as always, have a lot to say, um, but I want to give a little bit of a history and a little bit of a story today because some things have happened that have kind of shaken me a bit. And um, yeah, you know, I like to share things. I like to, I like to share the experience. People generally have a, a misconception about this show or the Human Solution um, and what we're about and who we are. And, like to keep things on the Real if we can I like to keep things um, I like to keep things truthful You know we when we first started Doing the show I would get deep Into you know, the, the Cup of Joe description and We would talk about you know sometimes It's extra dark and extra bitter and Other times it's you know light blonde And sweet it's um, and the truth is funny that Way and you know to me, I'd rather experience a truth as knowing it's a truth than sugarcoat it, make it sweet and syrupy, but not real. And unfortunately, we live in a world where there's so much misinformation out there and and um, so much ignorance. And uh, you know, I don't know what I'd rather experience: somebody who thinks they know something and don't, or somebody who just flat out doesn't know and ask, well, I do know what I would prefer, and I would rather be in a situation where I know we're we're a smaller conversation but a better one than a bigger one and a worse one. This is a show called A Cup of Joe. We're a podcast. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 or sometimes 5 to 7 Pacific time, depending on how long the show goes, and it's brought to you by Blog Blog Talk Radio and the Coffee Party Radio Network. And uh, if you want to call in and join us, you pick up the phone and you just simply dial 646-929-2495. There are also two live streams, uh, one on Facebook, my favorite place in the world, and the other one on YouTube that's supposed to be better, but I don't know. Um, It's definitely not worse. I haven't been attacked on YouTube yet, so maybe one day I'll be fortunate enough To have affected YouTube in such a way that somebody finds me a threat and offensive. So, you know, to all of you who are out there fighting the fight, um, all I can say is keep fighting. Don't worry about what anybody says or thinks. It's not about them. Hell, it's not even about you. It's about making a difference. It's about being bigger than ourselves. Um, And that's why we have a group. Um, You know, there's a lot of loners out there. There's a lot of people who are... Doing it on their own. And that's cool. I I appreciate that. I respect that. And I am thankful for that. But the true strength of anything is when a group gets together. When enough people get together and speak as one voice. Look to um, Hong Kong. You know, if there was a bunch of individual people out there doing their own thing, they would not have gotten the accomplishment that they did. But instead, they stood together as one And even though there was a lot of people, thousands, maybe even millions of people that were there together, most of them, many of them, didn't know each other, probably didn't like each other, probably didn't agree with each other. But they came together for one reason, and they needed to make a a real and positive change and a specific change. And they came together and they did it. And I think we can learn from that. I'm trying to learn from every time enough people have gotten together to get something done. And, um, you know, I can't think the last time it really happened was with the gay rights movement When the, the gay marriage issue was at stake And uh, enough people got together to say, hey, wait a minute You know, you guys are full of crap And there's no reason, our constitution says we can have this Why can't we have this? And the government finally said, well, hell bells I can't really come up with a reason And they said, yeah, they gave them what they wanted And I think that uh, cannabis rights, the end of prohibition, the right of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness spills directly over into the right of us to choose, to choose to put anything into our bodies that we see fit. As long as it doesn't harm somebody else, I, I just don't see where the government has any right to tell us what we can do with our own body or what plant we can plant in our own garden. I don't. I don't see how the government has a right to uh, uh, to regulate that, to, to tell us what we can and cannot plant, and what we cannot can, can and cannot grow, and what we can and cannot eat, and what we can and cannot smoke or rub on our bodies or make something with. I just can't see where the government has that right, and why we let them have it. I don't understand that, and I'm a little bit lost. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we're doing to change it, and... You know, we have, uh, right now, we got a pretty light load. we got Dana Bland and Pete Yaple on the line. And who knows? We may get out of here in an hour. Um, hopefully, Craig Cecil's gotten out of the hole. He hasn't been on the show for, I think, three weeks now. And uh, I'm worried about him, and he hasn't answered any emails. So um, I'm hoping that we can uh, hear from him today. And if we do, that will set my mind at ease a bit. Um this is a show that is brought to you by the Human Solution International. We are a civil rights organization. We are a 501 C3 federally recognized organization and the only one that I know of that does what we do. We're an all-volunteer organization. That means everybody from the, the initial first member all the way to um, the CEO. We're all volunteers. Nobody gets paid uh, a nickel. For anything we do, what we do get paid is what I call unlimited intangible benefits. What I mean by that is we change the world. Uh, anybody who's ever been in a situation where they were lost and uh, busted and maybe had uh, their freedom taken away, their property taken away, a loved one taken away, um, anything that, where they were literally victimized because of our lovely war on drugs. Um, Generally, you find yourself in a spot where you're all alone. Most of your friends will uh, decide that you're a little too hot, too toxic, and they leave you. And even family members. And everybody that I know that's fought a battle against the government over cannabis has found themselves to some degree or another in a similar situation. And that's where we come in we come in to educate and to support and to advocate for your civil rights and in this case we call it the civil right of your life liberty pursuit of happiness your right to choose what kind of medicine you put in your body what kind of plant you decide to grow what kind of juice you decide to make with whatever leaves that you decide to grow any and all of those things and even if you decide to start a business um Whatever, manufacture some products, we don't see any reason that the government has a right to prohibit you. Get it? Prohibit, prohibition. Not cool. And there is not a single law that has happened, not one, that has actually opened the door to allow people to do what they needed and wanted to do. There's some better than others, and not everybody gets busted the same anymore. But it doesn't matter. Wherever you are, whatever state you're in that passed whatever great law that you guys passed that was likely sponsored by some giant corporate interest. i got to tell you, you're all in the same boat, just like California is. People are still getting busted. Things that didn't used to be illegal are now illegal. And there's generally more crimes today that you can commit because of cannabis than before all these laws were passed. Sounds great to me, huh? Or maybe we should end prohibition. Maybe we should repeal it. Maybe we should hold the government accountable for what they're doing with our resources. Do you realize that we pay taxes to the government for them to represent us, to service and protect us? Do you feel served and protected? Because I sure don't. I sure pay a lot of taxes, but I can't remember the last time the government got into my life And I said, oh, cool, look at that. There's the government. I don't remember ever seeing a cop in my life saying, oh, wow, cool, look, there's law enforcement. They're serving and protecting me. I have never seen that. We have, I have seen the government swing far to the left and then swing far to the right and then kind of to the center and then far to the left and far to the right. And you know what? It hasn't made a god dang bit of difference in my life. Not any. So I'm sick and damn tired of hearing, well, hey, that guy, and that guy, and that guy. Why don't we demand what we need? Why don't we say our government needs to change? Because the pathetic political children we have in our Congress, in our executive office, and even in our Supreme Court and on the bench all across the courts and in our law enforcement, frankly, I'm ashamed of all of them, including our champions. They're all pathetic. And you show me one situation where that's not the case, and I'll go back through that politician's record and say, well, no, actually it is the case. They do this every time. It's like we're Charlie Brown, and they're Lucy, and they go, go ahead, Charlie Brown. Kick the ball. You'll be all right. And we run up, and we go to kick the ball, and she pulls the ball out, and we go, whoop, right on her back every single time. And then we go, well, I guess we better vote next time. And I've been, I don't know, it was 1984, the first year I was able to vote. A lot of years. I think we should think about that for a second. You know? We spend our days wagging our fingers and being angry. But what? What does that do? You know how many people I know that when they get in a room with me they want to tell me all about this and that and the other thing and how upset they are and oh don't get me started I'm thinking to myself, Yeah great. What are you gonna do about it? What are we going to do about it? And what are we going to hold our government accountable for how they spend our money? You know? Well, we have a walk for change that we're organizing. We're going to walk across this country. And we're going to tell the government that, hey, we're holding your ass accountable. We don't want you spending money locking us up for pot anymore. We don't want that anymore. I don't know. they're still hungry people. There are still roads that are messed up. There's bridges ready to fall down. There are every kind of problem with immigration. There's violent people still on the loose. There's people getting raped. Rape. we we got a, a, a guest that's going to be on. Is going to tell us about her idea, which I think is a great one? Why don't we take our resources to make our world better before we take our resources and piss it away on a gigantic war machine. And I'm not saying we don't need military. I'm saying we don't necessarily need to piss our money away in the way that we do. We don't use the military the way it could be used to avoid having to use it the way we do use it. Just saying. That's a whole other conversation. We don't take care of our own, and we owe, I don't know what, we're in a trillion dollars debt. Can you even put your head around what a trillion dollars is? Probably not. Probably can't. But it's a thousand billion if you can put your head around that. And you think about the interest on that debt, and that's how much we're paying away every day. And we loan money to countries that have hated us and hate us and do things to hurt us. Give them, give them, give, 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 and yet we take from our own. Sounds like every single tyranny. That ever existed. It sounds like every single oppressive regime that's ever been. And it's not this presidency that did it. It's this one plus the last one plus the one before that. Plus the one before that and the one before that and the one before that. It's a lifetime's worth of bad political decisions. And the people's unwillingness to stand up and do something about it. And that's why we're going to walk across America Right there before an election cycle. Hmm. Something could be done.
3: So anyways,
2: um, I've been ranting now for 15 minutes, which is about as much time as I should be allowed to, because I'll go on for another 15 minutes if you let me. But i got a bunch of guests, and I'm going to get into that, so that if I have enough time at the end of this show, I'm going to tell you some shit. So um, stick around if you can, or if you want to. Uh, I'm going to tell you some real stuff that I don't get into too often, but uh, I think it's important. All right, let's start out. Um, we got Dana Bland from our Hope for Change in the End of Prohibition chapter in Missouri. we got Pete Yapel who's about to get on the road in our traveling chapter, still solidarity over separation, but still on the road now or about to be. we got Dolores Halbin. Um, She's been a benefactor of the Human Solution International, and uh, she's an advocate, kind of a, a lone wolf out there doing her thing, but she's got some great ideas, and we love her to death. And um, I think we'll go in reverse order. Let's get Dolores on while she's here, and then we'll go backwards to Pete and Dina. Dolores Helbin, my friend, how are you doing?
4: Oh, Joe, I'm doing okay. God love you. It's so good to hear your voice.
2: Well, it is always, <laughs> it, it's hard for me to shut up most of the time, so it's pretty easy <laughs> to hear it if you're anywhere near me. <laughs>
5: well, I, I, I agree with you on all counts. I'm very, very glad
2: that uh, you're, you're poking your head up again. You have quite a fan club. I don't know how many people that come and uh, tell me anytime you say anything, <laughs> we got to get her on the show. We love Dolores. <laughs>
4: yeah, you're right. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy out there and it seems like my role in this whole thing for the last six years has been to be connective tissue and connective tissue is kind of underrated in the body but you know when you lose yours it's fucked up sorry can I say that (laughs) anyway I like to connect connect people and uh, I happen to just know a little bit of everybody so it works out really well. Like I know you and you kept hammering on me about Jennifer Hess. And finally I reached out to Jennifer Hess and then I cried for three hours. Um, and then I reached out to my Kansas girls and got, you know, and Sarah and got all the connected going between the bleeding Kansas and Sarah and human solutions. And, um, and this new group of moms that you had on last week. And so that's what I do is I just try to connect people that can help them. But tonight I have some information I want to disseminate to the crowd. Um, you're right. Uh, these bullshit laws are just that. Until we can grow cannabis next to our basil and sage in the garden, we're not free. And we are nowhere near that. So Missouri got Amendment 2, great medical bill, easy, and one of the better ones, I have to say. One of the better ones in the state. But um, the Highway Patrol didn't get the memo, and they are out, like, it's harvest season. So they're out just busting every mom-and-pop operation. They can get, they've gone into two counties, Crawford and Carol, Calloway, with black-op helicopters, drones, and this, this thing called this cool, there was this cool guy at the drug bus that we did a live feed on a couple of days ago. And he had a blonde ponytail, and he was in grubby clothes, and he was part of the Mustang Task Force. I mean, is that oh, not just the coolest thing, right? Oh, so I've been, I, I wish I could have gotten more research done today, but it's been a busy day. I got rear-ended Friday, which just closed my schedule, and my car and everything else, and my neck. But um, I did get a little research done on this Mustang Task Force. So you got to follow the money. And there are three or there are four of these in Missouri, these cool named task forces. The Mustang Task Force has their uh, booty listed. They have busted 25,000 units, whatever the hell that is, of meth and 1,385,000 units of marijuana, 900 units of Xanax. I'm assuming that's a pill. The marijuana is probably ounces. So then I googled a little bit about what it costs to run a Black Ops helicopter and a drone, and we're up to twenty-five grand on the the three old men that they just busted in Calloway, Caroway, whatever, and Crawford, and then the the couple they busted in Calloway. Um Twenty-five thousand a piece. Twenty-five thousand a piece Our state. Yeah. Those things are so, twenty-five you know, grand. And and they're running these things and the, the three old men that got busted in uh, Crawford County had a total of a pound and 13 plants. Okay? They were between 60 and 70 years old and they've hit them with seven felonies each. So until, it's like you said, these laws are all bullshit until we get the feds. So anyway... Um, You know, I've been on the rape thing for a while now. Last time I called in, I was talking about that open rape kit. So I did a little more research about why these rape kits aren't open. And um, here's the numbers for you. And what we have to do from this point forward, from this point forward, is every activist has to connect the dots between the lack of funding for rape and the overfunding for cannabis. So, because this, at the end of this, it gets incredibly, incredibly disturbing, especially in my state. It's, it's worse than I ever dreamed it could have been. So the insidiousness of this, we have only, this is the tip of the iceberg. The unopened rape kits are the tip of the iceberg. This is going to be another Jeffrey Epstein type of thing when it finally comes out. And everything comes out if we make it come out. So, um, the average, the labs on a rape kit, to do a DNA on a rape kit, to open a rape kit and get the DNA run is $200. The average lab to find out if a cannabis plant is a cannabis plant, if it's really marijuana, even though it looks like a duck, smells like a duck, we're going to test it. Those labs are 1800 to $3,800. It takes up to a year in some states like Georgia to get a DNA back on a rape kit. It takes 90 days to get back lab testing to tell a marijuana plant it's a marijuana plant. Um, It takes $150,000 to start is what prosecuting attorneys bill out for a rape trial. They bill out $34,000 on average for a pot trial. There is no asset forfeiture in rape. There is a lot of asset forfeiture in marijuana trials.
2: Wait, hold on, hold on, hold so, on. Let me be clear about that. Wait, Dolores, hold on. So so that statement you made just now is a powerful one, and I don't think people, people gloss over they don't catch everything. And I want to be very clear about what you just said. So what you're saying to me is that.
4: forfeitures do not happen in rape.
2: Exactly. So let me make an example. So let's just say John Q. Rapist comes into town, and he goes through and he rapes a, a woman. Or a man, or a boy, or a girl, whatever. He rapes somebody, a human being. And he gets caught, and he gets busted. You're telling me that they can't go to his house and seize his property and take his bank accounts if he gets caught red-handed raping somebody?
4: Well, maybe, Joe, but nobody gets caught because they don't open the damn red kit. So how do we know? Even if they did, what I'm saying
2: is even if they did, even if he turned himself in, they don't take... Your assets. They don't, take they, your don't money. they don't go after
4: the assets. They do however, not. They do not. However, they might. They could, but they don't. Not.
2: Right. So the converse of that is if somebody gets caught growing six or seven or ten or 20 or a thousand plants, whatever, and they come in and they raid you and they take your plants, they also can take your house. They can take your car. They yeah. can take your money. They can take your kids. Yeah. They can take anything. And yeah. even if,
6: yeah.
2: even if eventually you prove that that those items were quote unquote legitimately gotten, they still take it, and it's a gigantic nightmare for you to have to prove it to maybe one day get it back. That is the truth. For my and
4: for me, it the was biggest, the guns. Yeah. They took Gene's yeah, gun collection. My, the judge ordered them to return it. The prosecuting attorney refused and he refused to return my attorney's phone call. So my attorney had to advise me to fire him because I'm who I am and I live there and I can go in and deal with these women directly. He said, your only hope of getting your guns back is just to go do what you do and win them over and fire me and, you know, cry. And, you know, I did, but it pissed me off so bad to have to go in there and cry. Even after that, he agreed if I, he, I had to give up my right to an appeal to get my guns back. And I had to write three separate affidavits because I wanted my husband's grandfather's pipe collection back. That was a family heirloom, and it was gone. And the cop that, when I finally got my guns back, the cop that went to look and said to Lord, if it was there, I swear to God, I'd get it to you. But it's gone. Of course it's gone. You know, it was a humidor with all these cool old pipes gone. Um, right. His scales right. were Triple Beams, REA Express. Those are gone. Those weren't even there. Right. And I, the only reason I got all of his guns back because the ones that weren't on the list, they took a picture of when they busted us. They laid it all out cool. They, everybody likes oh, yeah. to be so cool when they're into drug busts. They got the big plants and the little plants and the clones and all the guns spread out oh, like yeah. a rainbow in front of them. And then the pistols in front and all the ammunition in front of that. And I'm like, okay, this one's missing according to the fucking newspaper. You know, I mean, it's just, but the point is, this is going to continue until we stop it on a federal level. We can't get any momentum because every state that gets some sort of legalization, the industry moves in and people quit being advocates. They quit being activists. They just, fucking quit they quit and there's like six of us left in this state that are still fighting (laughs) to get our prisoners out six people six six joe out of the whole thing you know how much they prostituted me to get me out there to make people cry to get their bills passed and i did i traveled on my own dime i'm like you i've never taken a damn dime from anybody for anything I've ever done. And I've probably done more online or on air interviews than anybody. I mean, if you Google me, I've got like five pages of interviews, and I don't take money for that <laughs> shit. But but they are making they are making a ton of money off of my work. And right. I can't get anybody to help me get prisoners out except Christina Fromer and we've started the Can of Convict project now to try. But it's so depressing because we can't get to the old guys because they keep adding more new old guys. And I'm done. I'm just, enough, fucking enough. So what we have to do is we have to get the Me Too people. We have to connect the damn dots between how come, which we talked about last time I was on the show, hashtag how come this bullshit's going on, and hashtag Me Too. Because how come is because it's not important. So get this. And this, this is what I was telling you that was coming. So in my Google searches, which we all can do, guys, I don't have the damned Internet. I have a $39 phone. Every word I've ever written has been on my $39 phone. You know, I I don't have that. So um, I found out, you know, the federal government came out with grants, right, to open the rape kits. Yeah. And uh, in response, they, they acted. Now, associated with those grants, you take the money and you are mandated to open the rape kit. Missouri was awarded $2.8 million. So I'm thinking, okay, Missouri's diverted the funds and they're using that money for their black op helicopters. No, Missouri didn't accept the money. Missouri yeah. has more unopened rape kits this year than they did last year. They missed the deadline to accept the f-ing grant. Wow. They blew it off. We, we have more unopened rape kits in Missouri than we did a year ago when the money was offered to clean them up, and they turned their back on rape. So why? Who are they protecting? Is it the fucking highway patrol that's out there blatantly raping women and doesn't want anybody to know about it?
2: Sounds
4: like something's up. Yeah. So anyway, what I called in tonight for was, I know you have people all over the country. I want everybody, like I said, everything that I call in about, I find out about on my stupid little phone. It's not stupid. It's got a 2.0 GPA. It's average. <laughs> it like it's like not smart. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all got 4.0 smartphones. Google your state. Find out how many unopened rate kits they've got. Find out what they did with the federal money, if they even accepted it. And let's get a let's find out how many states like Missouri blew it off because they don't want to address it because they would rather just go out and, and, you know, we've got this insane video of like helicopters and police cars submerging on this Farm and this little couple in the middle of Missouri, and trouncing like ten cops, smashing through their vegetable garden. We'd rather trounce their vegetable gardens than go after a rapist. Well, hell, the vegetables aren't going to fight back. Yeah, you know it's, it's it's
2: unbelievable. I I've seen this this unfortunately, you know I. I I almost wish I, i not almost, I very much wish I could say, oh, my God, I can't believe that. And yet, you know, it's a... Yeah, it's a, I know.
4: Nothing's going to surprise you or I anymore. We're jaded, Joe. Well,
2: but, <laughs> but you know what, what? It doesn't have to surprise me to piss me off. And what no. really pisses me off, as much as what they're doing, is what we're not doing. And,
5: yes, you know, me the too. amount
2: of outrage I see is from a handful of people... Mm. And literally, I think you're right, maybe 6 or 10 or 20 people across the country. I don't even feel sorry for up-
4: anybody in a, yeah, if you get busted and you've gone in there and you've fought for your state to get some sort of quote unquote legalization and then you've just relaxed and you get busted, fuck you. I'm sorry, I'm really pissed. I'm just, I'm really so angry. I am so angry that rape is absolutely not even an issue, that Jeffrey Epstein got an ankle bracelet and house arrest so he could keep raping, and we've got Craig Cecil, but we don't even know if he's alive or not. I, this has got to hit a point of outrage, and since we can't seem to do that because it only affects a percentage, like a 25% of the population, and that's not enough to reach critical mass, We have to tie it into rape. There are half a million women in this country that have gone to the ER. They've checked in and said, I was raped. They've been taken back to a room. They have had to remove all of their clothing and submit it and give it away. My daughter had to go through this. And she had to give them her favorite jeans, her dad's T-shirt, and her fucking tennis shoes. She never got that back. Then they take you in a room and they take pubic hair samples and they do an anal and a rectal exam and then they do a Pap smear. They do a vaginal exam. They do a complete exam. They take everything off of you and they take up close pictures of you. It takes three hours and when you're finally done with that bullshit, they send in a rape counselor that spends about five minutes with you that says to you. Well, your kit will be assigned a number and you can call this number to find out what's going on. We called for three goddamn years. Her kit never fucking got open. When, my, when, when, when I was 19 years old, my brother was beat to death in front of six of his friends and the girlfriend of the guy that beat him to death. He was a sweet guy and my best friend. Friend in the world and I was getting married six weeks later and he was going to be there for me 11 hours after he was beaten to death the prosecuting attorney called us and I'm on the old yellow phone in 1975 with my mother and he said we just don't have a case about this man and my mother said my son is dead, how can you not have a case? And I said, there were six witnesses. And he said, but they were his friends. So they've been deemed unreliable. And he said this to me 44 years ago last month on August the 12th at 2 p.m. in the afternoon on a Monday, he said murder trials are expensive. I am so done with this bullshit. I have had a brother murdered and a daughter raped and nobody has been accountable for that, but I have gone to jail and lost my husband over a cannabis garden for his glaucoma. Are you kidding me? So we have to connect the social justice dots of the money, and we have to make this everybody's problem by pointing out to people that have nothing to do with cannabis that rape and murder are going unanswered because all the money is put into cannabis, and these Mustang cool task forces get to go around and terrorize innocent people over a plant growing in their fucking vegetable garden. So. I called in tonight to share my outrage, to share my pain, to share my dismay at turning 64 and knowing there is no justice in this world. I called in to ask everyone to please keep fighting. Please keep fighting. Connect the dots. Rape, murder, cannabis. Rape, murder, cannabis. Make it part of the damn dialogue. Please.
2: Well, Dolores, you know, it, it, it's well. it's not funny. I don't think anything's funny anymore today. But Oh, I still got a sense of I've
4: humor, got, Joe. I got a sense of humor, Joe. It's okay.
2: I do too. And 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 I got George Martin <laughs> right. You're right. It's not
4: funny. I mean, it's, it, it's no, no. beyond what that way. what I was
2: going to you know, is is one of the questions that I have and, you know, you and I share a frustration with the inactivity of of so many people. And that was one of the questions I was going to pose today, and I think you've kind of really brought it to light, is, you know, what is it going to take to get you to do something? Or, or what's it going to take it's to get you to, to not do something? going
4: to take tapping in on a new artery. When you've tried to start, and I'm an old retired nurse, when you have picked an artery to death, and even though it's the most convenient artery <laughs> and you can't get an IV started, you got to look somewhere else. You got to look in the feet, You got to look in the arms. You got to look somewhere else. We have to Einstein's definition of crazy doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. We have tried everything. i volunteered with normal for the first time in 1970 guys, 45 years. I don't know, 49 years ago, almost 50 years ago. i I signed up with normal 50 years. I've been doing this my whole damn life and I'm getting old and I'm going to die. And I want to see it change before I do. But I think the only thing we can do is to tap a new artery and, and connect with women and families that have suffered violence, which are all over the country now. I mean, all these people that have died from violence and, uh, and, and, how many of those have gotten justice?
2: Well, listen, I, I I believe that you're absolutely right. And it's, it's echoing the message I've had for, I don't mm-hmm. know, many, many years. And I, I, I think, unfortunately, um, the experience that you share and the experience that I share and the experience that so many of the hardcore people out here share is what has kind of brought the, the, the A-team to the game. But... Here's, mm-hmm. here's some good news. I hope it's good news. I think it's good news. Is that we're organizing that. a walk across the nation? Right. And right. the Human Solution International. When we started out, we were really a, an anti-prohibition organization, but we opened up our mission to be a civil rights organization. And I did that on purpose. I did that so that we can connect with other groups that yes. have a different yes. point of view.
4: Like rape and murder groups. Exactly. So, so yeah, so I'm I, I'm calling to ask you to use that. I'm calling to ask you to reach out to the leadership of the Me Too movement. You can go. There's three women, and I meant to announce them, but you can, you you know how to Google. You're smart. You're a smart young man. <laughs> so Google the leadership of the Me Too movement. There are three women that started that. Google them, you are the guru of human solutions, um, and you've already been vetted. So Google them and reach out to those women and try to court and bring in the U2 movement and make them understand, especially when, if we can find out how many other states just blew off this money. And there's got to be a way. And, you know, it's frustrating for me because I'm not that Internet savvy, and I'm an old lady, and I live alone with three dogs, five stupid cats, and a bunch of idiot chickens in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) So I don't have – I mean, I do what I can with what I got. But for people out there that are Internet savvy, that are sitting around (laughs) peddling on Facebook all day long, do some damn Google searches. This is what I told the senators in 2014 that were, and the the representatives that were at the law committee hearing for a really good medical bill we had six years ago, they asked me, well, if marijuana is so great, how come it's still illegal? And I had actually Googled that question. I Googled if marijuana is so great, why is it still illegal? And back then, three things came up. CCA, Corrections Corporation of America, um, Alec, and the Koch brothers. And that is what I said and I watched half of them shuffle their feet. So we are up against, I mean, Henry Ford was fighting this when it happened. So we we're up against powerful, powerful enemies. There's a reason that greed is one of the seven deadly sins. It kills people. And these people are greedy bastards that like to rape women and get a by. They, they're so drunk with power, uh, they're above the law. I mean, look at the woman that got five years in prison for using her sister's address to send her kids to school. I used my mom's address to send my kids to school for a decade. And she went to and jail, we and Felicity, what's again. her name? She got, she got a 30-day yeah. suspended sentence. And a slap on the hand yeah. for bribing her away I mean there's two yeah. there's a multi tier justice system here and it's definitely tended towards the rich and the only chance we have is to tap into women, which when you piss us off as a group, we can be pretty strong, so we have to go well, for women
2: you know, I couldn't agree with you more and i i I, I am personally um, i I am not just the CEO of the Human Solution International, but I'm the chairman of the messaging uh, committee for the Walk for Change, and I haven't courted a woman in about 24 years. So I'm going to reach out and You're do busy. Me some
4: courting. Get Put put your wife on it. She's good at courting women too.
5: Everybody
4: and they, court they women.
5: Be to, they won't be able to, to hold
2: a stick. You watch what happens. I. I
4: Oh, I know, Joe. You are so charming. You could just charm any woman out to the picket line. I'm convinced uh, you can do this. We can all do this. I can do this. That. is this has to be from this day forward. Anybody hearing this? Do
2: what I'm yeah,
4: we have to. Yeah, to have we should never again talk about drug bust, prohibition, cannabis laws without saying the word rape. Because that's you no, know, that's Hitler's playbook, right? That's the public relations playbook. Repeat, 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 repeat. Yep. Exactly.
2: Well we're gonna start repeating and uh we're gonna be marching across this country and that's gonna be part of our message and we're gonna get these me tours as part of this team and, and that's part yes. of what I'm doing is reaching out to get yes. as many uh uh, different groups, different points of view, and to wrap up civil rights as one main problem that has many manifestations. And this is
4: it. Certainly, it a very... does it's so multifaceted.
2: But we're going to You're change right. it, Dolores. And I am very,
4: very. Before I die, that... Joe. Before I die, okay. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> before my I chin, fucking brother. die, All I'm right. getting old. <laughs> I'm sixty four. Nobody needs me. Nobody feeds me. The good news is I don't have to feed anybody either. But you know, I want this to happen. I wanna I wanna just kick back and relax on my final, you know, golden years, whatever, and float in the creek and swim with the fish and know that it was a job well done and we fixed this problem. So imagine well, we're gonna
2: be in your backyard in a few months and you're gonna come join us for uh, a bit. I know that
4: absolutely absolutely i'm gonna sign up to be a nurse and all that stuff and dana's been great man i'm so proud of him he went from being awesome. victim, oh, yeah. right i mean yeah. my god you talk about a transformation i'm so proud of him and he's been yeah. using cbd products and gotten off you know we've all ditched prescriptions here which by the way just a little side note i don't know if anybody saw yeah. this or not but we have now outsourced all of our prescription drugs to China, scarily, including our antibiotics. So it's a really good thing that we've got the ability, you know, to start having cannabis medicine because that shit was going to kill us anyway. Serendipity, right? I'm thinking, yay, we sent it all to China. They're going to cut us off, and now we'll have to use our plant. Yay. So (laughs) I'm praying for stuff like that. And there's a lot of power in visualization. And I know you've got other guests. So this is the last thing I want to say. We all have the ability to visualize and to talk. And as you think, you create. As you speak, you can manifest things. So we need to talk about the complete conversion into homeopathic medicine. Right? And we need to talk about race. And we need to talk about. And we need to do our damn research. Everybody needs to Google their own State and find out how many owned open rate kits, who's behind it, and did they accept the federal funds and where did the money go? That federal funding became available nine months ago as a response to the outcry. The federal government stepped up to the plate and said, yeah, this is wrong. We'll fund it. Here's the money. And the states have not. I need to know how many other states other than Missouri. You need to know if your state walked away from that money because they would rather go out and raid vegetable gardens do your homework do your homework
2: well that's a good assignment and I appreciate as always you coming aboard and 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 sharing this and you got a lot of people listening and uh, you know i I just uh, all I can say is I can't I can't lock arms any better than we're locked and I just I can't wait to Give you a big old bear hug one of these days soon, and oh, um,
4: I know, boy. right? When you guys come through, you can stay with me here. I got, oh, I can yeah. sleep twelve.
2: You bet we will, right? You bet we will. We'll yeah, yeah.
4: I would be offended if you didn't. <laughs> and I got camping. Right. We'll, right. you know, well, I'll take in. I can take in as many as show up here, baby. I love you to death. Yeah. Tell your wife I love her too, and. Uh, Thanks for having me on tonight. I remember rape, cannabis, rape, cannabis, rape, cannabis, rape. I know that sucks because it's like cannabis happy, no, cannabis happy. That's what? how I feel. Yeah. But we have work to do. We have work to do. Yes, we do.
2: Well, we thank you, you for being who you are and and thank you for,
4: <laughs> thank you know. Thank you for being who you are. Hugs and kisses <laughs> and, uh, and he'll, 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 we'll, we, we, we got this. We got this. We got this So That's you you too. get those me too moms Okay sweetheart I will get them and You I'll have show a job you, once I,
5: you got it <laughs> You better Alright thanks
2: okay, Thanks so fun.
4: much for having me on
2: Always my pleasure Always my pleasure Alright So we got George Marciarano Who's been popping in and out of here We got him while we're here And then we got a Jeff Iken, And we got a whole bunch more guests And I think we're going to go long Because here we are It's all good. George Marchorano, welcome to the show.
7: Hey, Joe. How are you doing? How's my California family?
2: Doing fantastic. How are you doing out there on the East Coast?
7: Well, good, good. So busy, so busy. Everything's popping. Uh, uh, I want to say hi to Dolores that was just on. Uh, uh, She's uh, talked about many profound things, but tonight I'd like to uh, say a few words for, uh, you know, Leo uh, Miranda was passed away in uh, Miami. Uh, cannabis guy, I know him. I did time with him, and uh, he was 80 years old. And it's, he's all over the social media. And he's all over your site, and uh, I just, uh, you know, uh, you know when you when you get ill and you're old, you can be ill young and old, in the central busy. You know, they take you, ladies and gentlemen, and they chain you to a bed, and uh, you're not know, telling you die, you die alone, you die with two guards in the room every eight hours, you don't know them, maybe you know them, so that's the way you go, and then when you, your left, your, 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 your left ankle is chained and your right wrist is chained, and when you pass, they're not done with you, but when you finally pass away, now they 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 lay you and handcuff you on your way to be pronounced. You're already dead, Like you never no one dies. In, and incidentally, ladies and gentlemen, no one dies in federal prison. You never die. No, there's not one case uh, signed off and you died off in prison. You always die out of the federal prison. So that's uh, that's the legal scenario they created. So want everyone to understand that that poor man, many of my friends died like that. And I was supposed to die like that. Life for all, you know, you came to You know, it's a dragonian policy that we have in this country. And I will, will address that someday. I promise America, uh, all those, all you listen, I will address that in Washington someday. You can't let a man die like that. He, 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 he's so, uh, there's no life left in him. He's going to pass. You know, he can die with some dignity. You, you know, you, you're staring at the leg in your handcuffs. That's how you pass away. So I'm very upset. I've been upset all week. My friend, Randy mirror out there, like, he just got out like a little. So we and him know about this scenario. We've seen it, and uh, it's just terrible. I wanted to share that with everyone. I'm a little little perturbed tonight. You know, I'm just sorry. I've been bugging me all week that this man had to go like that because I knew
1: him
2: no it's important you know and and we've experienced a number of people that have that have passed away in federal custody and and uh it's just you know like you say, they never admit to it and and it's it's, i couldn't think of a more horrible way to die it you know and and no outrage we we need to to make aware people that this is happening and it doesn't have to be like that
7: well, I'm probably going to address it someday. I mean, you know, a guy's got to die in jail. We understand that, but he can die. He can die without that, that dragonian atmosphere. He can die with some dignity. I mean, uh, he, can, he can't escape. He's not going anywhere. He's so ill, he's dying. So, uh, you know, he should die with his yeah, loved ones. He you know, lock his loved ones in the room with him. You know, it gets so mad at that.
2: When you and I first started talking about five or six years ago, and you were you were you were still in custody, and I remember you telling me about a plan you had, and it was that you know once people got to a certain age or, or they got to a state of uh, you know of illness or or you know a condition that would keep them from being able to move around, that you had a proposal that they should go back home, and the money that. The, the feds would save, um, would be, you know, a benefit to everybody. Everybody would win, and that was your idea back,
7: you know, yeah. five it, or it, six I mean, years guy's, ago. Guys, going, to die he just goes home with a bracelet. Guys with dignity. Instead of the taxpayer. I know I had oper- operations in prison. I was chained to my whole operation. I had, I uh, wasn't. I had the uh, hernia operation. I was chained to the bed. I remember the bus. There will be a bunch of us going to this clinic and get the cheapest clinic they could to, to, to do this. It's not a hospital. It's just some out, out, uh, outpatient clinic. In the bus, we all be sitting up in the bus going to the operations. And then coming back, you think the bus is empty because we would have these operations. We'd be all from anesthesia and the pain. You, you think the bus is empty because we'd be flat out on the seats. And, uh, you know, well, listen, I'm an expert with prison, and I don't care what happened to me. i It's not about me. I can, I, I dissed out all they gave me. I dissed out and took it, took it like uh, not too many people can take it. But I get so annoyed to, to, for man or women. You know, everybody talks about guys. But women, women, too, have been passing away like this. It's not about just a guy thing. It's women, too. So I pray, Joe, someday me and you in Congress can change all this. what's going to happen? Well, we're going to do it. We're here to change the world, my friend. We're here to change the world. You change it by two stories. So that's what I'm here for, and that's what you're here for. All right, I'll see you soon. I'll be out there in October. I look forward to it. All
2: right, thank you so much for calling and being part of the show.
7: All right, thank you. George Martorano, folks.
2: All right, Um, we got a lot of people that have called in, and I got Jeff Eichen, he needs to get on, because he needs to get off, I got Zach Salazar, defendant we've been supporting from Missouri, a lot of activity in Missouri, Uh, Pete Yaple, Glenn Keeling, and Dana Bland, so, and Tom Corby, so we got uh, a whole bunch of callers, and we're about to go into overtime in about two minutes, so we're just going to keep on marching, and that's, kind of been our motto for the last 10 years just keep on marching Jeff Eichen folks he's been a a guest of the show for a while now he's got uh, lifers the movie he's been advocating for Michael Thompson um, pretty strong he went out and visited Michael up in Michigan and uh, he's been supporting our POWs in a way that very few people have Jeff welcome to the show how are you doing today
6: Pam I'm doing fantastic. I say oh Canada, because I just came home last night from the ICBC in uh in British Columbia. And how was it? Oh man, it was off the hook. When 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 you can um uh, you know be around people that are talking about not only about freedom, but um we had the lady who was in charge of setting all the state rules in California. She was elusive. She didn't give me an interview all, all weekend, but um, uh, that's just how some of the, the feds are. They don't want to give personal interviews. But I got her talking on stage, and I, I, I roll in and I film what I film. Um, I snuggled in really closely with Alex, um, the owner, and the incredible human being that's um, uh, doing these conferences all over the world. He, he's doing them in Switzerland, he's doing them in uh, Berlin. And um, and it looks like I may go to Berlin with them. Um, I just don't want to be out of pocket anymore um, going to these shows. It's a it's not a waste of my time, but to have me fly in and do ten hour photography days is um, is a lot for me because my job doesn't end when I get home and and get into my bed. I have to download the photos so my cards are clear for the next day and I can post some stuff for them. So I'm asking all the professional people that want to have um media people there to respect us to honor us and to pay us properly um or to just bring us there to fly us in and we'll do a great job for you so that's that's one of my things just talking to my people um that do media and those of you that that are um honoring some of us media folks um you know not on the walk because we'll probably you know most of us give our time to you guys but if we do raise money We would love to have dinners with you all for free so we can pay for some of our gas. So honor the media people, everybody, from here on out. I'm speaking for my media folks. Um, I met a German photographer there that travels with them. And um, Canada was great. It was super great. I met up with um, John Sally. He has three uh, championship rings with uh, the Lakers. um, And he was taller than uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. And now a proponent. There's several several MBA people that are um, in uh, the business. They're doing CBD products and other things like Tommy. He's got his fingers and everything. And I hooked up with them and at two in the morning, I saw him bouncing around um, in the lobby when I came off the boat um, because we had Cypress Hill um, spinning for us in the boat. Hello. Cypress was ganging us up and we were doing some booty quaking and on the boat and you'd walk in there and because it's legal there um, it was like walking into a bong, so I was like in a in a in a Alice in Wonderland movie <laughs> when I walked on the boat. I didn't have to grab anything from anybody, and I don't smoke that hard anyways. But uh, it was super fun. And um, my album that's coming out uh, that we're going to print on hemp vinyl, uh, we're going to 3D print it, and we're going to invent that. It'll happen um, by Christmas. We're going to have it digitally available. We're going to save $30,000 for every prisoner that comes home, and we're going to save that money in a trust fund for all of our prisoners and even the ones that are home. We're going to, we're going to gift them um, once the album gets high and mighty. Because um, I got De La Soul last week. Um, I might have gotten Cypress Hill um, Night Before Last. And so our album is going to be super fun. But it's going to call, be called Homegrown because it's going to be a lot of musicians that are just homespun um, giving us music and songs to raise money for our prisoners that shouldn't be in jail. Um, My heart goes out to Leopold, who passed away, and um, I have – let's see if I can find it. I have a a little thing I wanted to read about Leopold. It says here, a man died in prison after serving 26 years for cannabis. Share this with your friends. It seems unfair and tragic that people are still in jail for cannabis crimes when the plant – has been legalized in so many places that millions of adults across North America can legally and safely use cannabis for either recreation or medical purposes. Unfortunately, social justice attached to cannabis legalization has been much slower to spread than legalization itself. Thousands of nonviolent offenders are still in prison, convicted of cannabis offenses that are arguably wouldn't be the result in the conviction of lengthy sentences today, millions of others live in reduced circumstances because of their lasting effects of a long ago drug conviction. For some individuals, a cannabis criminal sentence is actually a death sentence. And that is tragically what happened to Leopold Hernandez Miranda, period. Leopold miranda entered the united states cuban refugee in 1980 he eventually became working a laborer and caught up as a massive trafficking bust while he was making only fifty dollars a day thank you thanks conspiracy charges he ended up paying the price for crimes very likely committed by somebody else even if he were directly responsible for smuggling cannabis that crime pales in comparison to the punishment he deserved or he served. In 1993, Hernandez wound up sentenced to life in prison, and he stayed in prison throughout his remaining years over time, and his health began to steadily deteriorate despite pleas for clemency on behalf of nothing ever materialized for him to eventually went through the hospice care. He was in freaking hospice care, everybody. And uh, the state custody, his issues were in no doubt part due to his language barrier, as he could neither read or write English. Leopold, so he couldn't He couldn't write his own judgments and his own um, speak up for himself. Leopold Hernandez came to the United States seeking a better life. Unfortunately, he ended up spending more time incarcerated in north carolina than living free here in america on august 28 2019 leopold hernandez passed away at 80 years of age he had been locked up since he was 54 never received either clemency nor compassionate release the tragic outcome of leopold's story is a clarion to call us all to those who are still serving an unfair sentence deserves immediate action, clemency, and that no legalization measure that does not address those unfairly incarcerated for non-violent cannabis crimes is doing enough to undo the wrongs that prohibition causes. Hampton Parade, 321, I'm just about out of here because I'm on my way to see somebody off at a concert tonight. I love you so much, everybody. Lifeisamovie.com. We're going to be making suits in Vietnam this year. And Leopold, we love you and we honor you. Happy trails to the other side. Say hi to all, all the, the people that, that that you that we know. And let's uh, let's do the walk. And I'll be with you. I promise.
2: Awesome. Thank, thank all you I so guess. much, Jeff. Uh, glad you're able to come aboard today. And and again, our hearts uh, go out to Leopold's family. Um, just, uh, it's a tragedy, just a complete tragedy. And, you know, um, if we could just remember that the job's not done as everybody's busy planning their next business and, and, and going to their dispensaries and, and buying that legal weed, we got to remember the job's not done. There's still people locked up, still people sentenced to life in prison, sentenced to long sentences. One day in prison is too long for pot. It's just not right. we got to change it. We can change it. We're going to change it by walking across America and raising our voices and making reasonable demands that we're going to be getting what we want before the election in 2020. Thank you, Jeff, and I look forward to talking
6: to you very soon. Let me say one last thing is that, oh, Canada. I was in Canada, and guess what? Canada now knows about the walk. So I was there representing us. And I didn't go on stage because um, I was doing pulling interviews. And when I got back in my car, I said, "Shit, I should have gone on stage." But every high high-powered person that I talk to in Canada knows about the walk now. So we're we're making some movement, and I'm gonna um, uh, post it on my new TV show and uh, get the Canadians to start talking about us walking too.
2: Sounds great. I love it. That's what I like to hear. All right, Jeff Eichen, folks, Lifers the movie and uh media extraordinaire
6: and uh we look forward to meeting in person soon enough i love you guys so much hemp pan that's what jack Herrera said paper fiber fuel medicine and food and remember nobody deserves to be in jail for a plant i love you so much human solution and let's hear it for the walk and for peter and his wife for getting going this week and um be safe on the road, everybody. And um, uh, Leopold, he's the—that's the the name, the man of the hour. Love uh, you. Some hemp Hemp parade.
5: Jeff
2: Eichen from Washington, folks.
6: Woo-hoo! And we'll talk
2: next time. Woo-hoo! All right. Um, all right. So we're gonna go back to the beginning, and then we'll work our way through again. So uh, we got Pete and Dana, and then Zach, and then Glenn, and then Tom. So. Everybody, hang tight. We're marching through. We're doing a little overtime, but that's all right. We're the two-hour, one-hour show. Pete Yapel about to get on the road. The Solidarity Over Separation chapter of the Human Solution International is taken to the road. And uh, tell us what's going on, Pete and Helen. How you guys doing?
0: We're tired. <laughs> for sure but finally probably for the first time in our lives for a while No, we're uh we're doing great we're uh, we'll be on the road for sure no later than friday maybe even some to late tomorrow if uh if i feel uh, ambitious enough but um you know i listened in i you know i love the show and I, I love listening to the show every week but truly folks let's take this walk so that we can have a show that everybody calls in and is saying something happy. You know, we are always have all these things that we have to fight against, and nobody does nothing about it. Like, uh, it's, it's just there's so many people that can be doing that aren't. And, and my point in saying that is I get that it's a walk, and not everybody can walk. We know that, but there's so much that people can do. So many ways that they can be involved, supporting this thing and being out there and if even if you can wheel yourself out to the curb when we walk by i mean that 's support that 's what we 're looking for in this um, uh, the people to get involved so that the people can finally have back some of the freedoms that we deserve um, I, uh, we're we're getting ready to go Friday, we go Friday, Saturday, we speak at the Boston freedom rally um, Uh, I'm moderating a panel. Helen's on the panel about spirituality and cannabis. Um, Then we have uh, Ohio, where we're going to next, and we've got uh, three days that we're going to be with Glenn, I believe, which is the 25th, 26th, and 24th, 25th, and 26th, I believe. I think it's Wednesday through Friday. We're going to be with him at the courthouse there. Uh, You know, a table set up and rallying and spreading something.
5: Membership driving. That's right. Fundraising. That's right. You
0: name it, we'll be there doing it.
5: I'll be with my Willow Creek spring shirt wearing my solidarity ribbon. There you go. I love
0: it. I love it. Absolutely. And then we got the 28th of of the month uh, in Ohio in the Cincinnati area. We're going to be in front of the federal courthouse building. Uh, and uh, we'll be rallying there. So there's a few dates for everybody that they can set up. We've got them on our calendar. But if uh, if y'all are looking to join in, participate. If you're in any of those areas, stop by. Just say hello. Even you know, gosh, we want to meet everybody too. you The know? best thing that everybody can do is spread the word. Mm-hmm.
4: Spread the word.
0: Mm-hmm. Walk for change. That's so true. So you don't, true. Have, we to keep talking you don't have to walk. That's that's right. Just you
2: know the thing of it is, is people will do what is important. And mm-hmm. you know I I listen to uh, you know people whining and bitching about this and that all the time. And mm-hmm. then I watch what they do, and they go and they do mm-hmm. the thing that they always do, and then they whine and bitch, and then they go and do the thing they always do. Well, I say, why don't we talk about what we want to see happen? You know the thing of it is, is people forget, and, and I don't think that they don't know, maybe they didn't know, but I think they forget that whatever it is we think about, whatever it is we talk about, whatever it is we pray about, that's what we make happen. And if we bitch all the time, we wonder why we're, we keep bitching, because we're making those bitches happen. And when we talk mm-hmm. about the solution, when we talk about the world we want to create, when we talk about those things we want to see, you know, how many times have I have I painted the... the,
5: the
2: a picture of, of that world I want to see, and, and I do that on purpose. It's not a, it's not a, a woo-woo thing. It's it's actually
5: mm-hmm.
2: that world that I'm creating, and I'm creating it, and, and we're all creating our, a world, and it, I just got to think that maybe, just maybe, if we were to take that time and take that thought and say, well, what is it that we really want, and spend more time with that, and the other thing is, is people bitch so much, but very few people are grateful, and I want to just yes. impart this. Take a minute and think about something that you're thankful for. And you'll notice your energy shift. And I think that when you're bitching all the time, you tense up and your, your eyes get, get wrinkly and you frown and you're, you're, your neck tenses up because you're, you're, you're uptight. But when you are thankful, you can only be thankful if you're in a safe place. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a safe place, something happens to your body chemistry it changes the way you are, and and it, and you you come to a place where you can heal and and, and do some good. So you know, I just want to think about about just you know one minute maybe today. Just take a minute and think about something you're thankful for, and maybe take that thought process and carry it along, and and let it let it take some root rather than thinking about the next thing you're pissed off about. Anyhow, you guys, I am so excited and uh, proud of. Uh, Solidarity over separation, take it onto the road. And uh, I can't wait to uh, hear of the first adventures of
0: the uh, ongoing road trip. Yeah, we're going to be taping and filming everything so that we can put it up on the walk page and everywhere else. So everybody will be able to see and follow everywhere we're going. And And get involved. Build some excitement. Exactly. Get involved, guys. That's all we're asking. Just be involved. Be the change that you wish to see. You have to be that change. You can't just talk about it. Get involved. We got to get and involved. And watch for the Human Solution, Solidarity Over Separation chapter coming to your town.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it, Pete and Helen. You guys are amazing, and I can't wait to see you again real soon, and I can't wait to hear of your adventures. So, um have somebody get a hold of you if they want to um, you know, participate in this walk or participate in uh, uh, maybe a de- destination uh, for you to, to travel to, or maybe they've got something to offer, or maybe they need something. What, uh, how do they get a hold of you?
0: They can get a hold of, hold of us uh, in a couple of ways. They can always call my phone, 845 522 3162, if you have a question. But for all the things that Joe was just mentioning, we made it really simple. Go to wwwwalk 4 Us. There are links on there to get in touch with anything. If you want to ask a question, there is a Gmail. It's info at walk4change.us as well. So there's a couple ways you can do it. Please follow the webpage, you know, guys. That's. This is there's a phone number on there. There's everything. Please. Uh the web page is full of information. It's only gonna grow. It's evolving and it's organic.
2: Great. Excellent. Yeah, and I'm on the page right now. It's live, walk for change. Walk number four change us. And that is the home base of the walk for change. And um, you know, as you all know, the human solution is deeply involved. Um but we're definitely looking for individuals, groups, leaders especially, that want to help us plan, participate, organize, support uh, this walk. It's going to be a defining moment in in world history as this thing unfolds. Mm -hmm. Mark my words, folks. I've never said things that didn't happen, and this is going to be another, another one of those things that we create and make it happen. I can't wait. Uh well I can't wait. I I am looking forward to this whole process of of creating it and then executing it and um you know I'm savoring every every step of the way. So um sure. awesome. Give your number one last time. I know you guys uh you get a little excited and you talk real fast and
0: say it nice <laughs> and slow so everybody can catch it. Sure thing. That's a that's a New York thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it it's 845 Five two two three one six two. And Joe, man, listen, we couldn't be more proud than to walk along and with this organization, you, your wife, uh, our family. Truly, this whole organization has been truly, you know, uh, one of the best things, one of the true, truly best things and parts of our last four or five years of our life, without question. For
3: sure.
2: Well, it's uh it's it's an honor and a privilege, and I'm looking forward to um, making it all happen, folks. So uh, you know, we're just we're marching along, and uh, we're walking before we walk. So, anyways, we're uh, we're going to keep marching. Tomorrow, we talk more about it, and um, you know, the 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 route will be disclosed soon as um, soon as Becca gets back on the game with us and um we'll we'll be uh really it's gonna start to take some serious shape in the next very short while.
0: That's right, man. We'll see you
7: soon.
2: Alright, take care. Pete and Helen Yapel. Solidarity over separation chapter of the human solution about to take on the road and become the road chapter. Alright up next we got Dana Bland from Missouri, the hope for change in the end of prohibition chapter of the Human Solution International. Dana Bland, Dana and Sue, welcome to the show. How are you guys
8: doing today? Oh, we're getting along okay. Uh, uh, There's a lot of crazy stuff going on here in Missouri. And, you know, people thought things were going to get better with uh, Amendment 2. Instead, they're tightening the noose even worse, and that's going on across the country. I mean, they got helicopters up everywhere. I mean, I don't know where they're coming up with the money at because most of the people that they're flying over either don't have anything or they only have a few plants and that doesn't pay for what a helicopter costs to be in the sky. And it's like what Dolores says in rape kits and stuff, they don't even touch that shit. And the people get, uh, I mean, even if they do they they'll get probation and someone that has a joint or a little bit of medical marijuana will go to jail. And they had a man, uh, that was uh, pulled over just the other day, uh, he had a medical marijuana card, had the right amount that he, uh, of that way, well, supposed to have everything according to the rules and the law and everything. And they still took and arrested him. And, uh, they didn't take him to jail. He's going to court because they're pressing charges on him anyway. And, uh, they took all his medicine away from him. And, uh, up there, uh, towards uh, Jefferson City, uh, another person that we know. Uh, and her husband, uh, they started calling us, and there was a freaking helicopter flying over their house for two days. And it was kind of funny because her husband went out there and laid down and got naked, and the helicopter left. And then yesterday, <laughs> freaking, they, they sent a drone, a drone in uh, onto the property, wow. and she did the same thing. I mean, and then the, and once the drone left because she got naked and chased it off. Uh, the police come rolling in. Now, Dolores kind of told part of that story. But, I mean, they didn't find anything, and and it's harassment, and this is going on statewide. And it's not like they have taking loose in the laws or trying to help people with medical problems because most of the people they're picking on are people that are disabled and sick and Uh and old. And and it's just getting completely out of hand, and this pissing me off really bad. Uh, we, I mean, we got the 27th, we got to go down to speed for Jennifer House and get that case done with. And, and I mean, we're fixing to go to war in this state because, I mean, I'm talking about a march to the Capitol building and uh, getting everybody together on that. But on the, the, the 19th of October, and you're invited because there's a lot of people you know going to be there uh, and from four different states uh, for the Walk for Change rally. And I don't care. If uh, anything about having a victory party for me Or I mean, even you know Pete's birthday the next day This thing is all about to the walk for change And getting this damn law changed And getting rid of prohibition And that's the only way things are going to change Is to end prohibition Get off that Schedule 1 and end prohibition, period Because as long as prohibition is there they ha- They're they going to take the doll on uh, right And go in and... Uh, And, and, I mean, they're just breaking your house and steal everything you own and ruin your life uh, over some medicine. And, I mean, I don't even care if it's for recreational use. It's just ridiculous. It's a plant God created. I mean, an outright plant God created. He blessed every plant that he created and, and, and said it was good. And for the churches and the police in this country to be doing what it's doing in this country, and you see all the atrocities happening right on the news, right in front of us, where they're arresting uh, these really bad, dangerous criminals, and then they don't get anything done to them. Or they just get probation or smacked on the hand, and, the boy, you had a little bit of cannabis, and you're going to prison. And, I mean, these gold guys they arrested, uh, it took jury notific- notification. If you can get on a jury, get on it, because it took this jury – 20 minutes to convict this guy to 10 years in prison. 10 freaking years. They went into his house, grabbed him by the throat, threw him to the ground. He was disabled on oxygen and also had braces on his legs. And because 20 over 20, 30 years ago, he had a a prior arrest for cannabis. I mean, a small amount of cannabis or something. And they went. They took everything. They took his guns because oh, he had a prior conviction that made him a felon over cannabis. I mean, this is just stinking ridiculous. And 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 people think things are getting better just because their state's passing laws to make uh, it easier to take and get medical cannabis. They better think again because one little mistake or somebody turns you in, you're gonna have the cops breaking through your door anyway.
5: If not, keep it in the window.
8: Yeah. Yeah. No,
2: I understand, and that's why we're out here trying to make the change. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about more about your rally? What date is it, and where where is it going what to be held?
5: 15,
8: 15. Right. It's going to be October the 19th. It's on a Saturday. It should be really good weather. The way things look, uh, I mean, it's a 2,000-square-foot community center but there's a lot of outside space. I'm thinking I'm going to try to commandeer the park because it's right across the street. It's a small park, but I'm expecting that many people. We're going to have a lot of different groups there. Say that again.
2: What is the closest airport to you? Uh,
8: Springfield International Airport and then a cheaper airport to go to, is Joplin Regional Airport.
2: Okay, excellent. Well, I'm going to look into uh, what I can do to be there, and I'll let you know as soon as if I'm able to get a flight out there or if I'm able to uh, uh, be able to, I mean, if I do, it'll be probably zipping in on Friday and, and coming back on Sunday, but uh, at least if I'm able to do it, we'll be able to, to spend a little time together and, and, and dig in on this first rally.
8: Yeah, you'll you'll see Dolores there, and you'll see a whole lot of the other uh, leaders for Human Solution and other groups. I mean, I'm connected to like 20 different groups that I connect Pete. to, so so they, you know, the information is getting out because they they come and watch your show now, and uh, Pete's the, coming, and of course you no know Pete's coming. So.
2: <laughs> well, I I I'm gonna see what I can do to get out there. We'll uh, I'll I'll get with you uh, long before. We got about a month almost to to put it together, so I will uh I will see what I can do to make that happen.
8: Yeah, I need to get with you on the phone one day uh, just to talk about on the planning for it because I'm not sure about yeah. publicity or anything like that cuz that could bring in problems. And so that's why I just yeah, want yeah, yeah. to talk just straight to you on the phone. Yeah, let's so. make
2: a plan cuz sometimes it's it's better to talk about it a lot and sometimes it's better just to keep it keep it quiet and talk about it amongst ourselves and bring it together as we need to. So we'll, uh, we'll maybe uh, get on the conference call tomorrow at noon Pacific time. And that way uh, we yep. can, we can, we can all discuss that a little bit.
8: Okay. It's going to be at noon. Okay. That's good. Cause I got to be at a class tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, his, his case is coming up on the first. So whoever can go for support support on him, you know, that would be helpful. So.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
8: Awesome, Dana. Well, why don't
2: you let us know um, if somebody wants to help out with our new chapter, the Hope for Change and the End of Prohibition chapter in Missouri of the Human Solution International. How would they get a hold of you?
8: Okay, you can get a hold of me here on Facebook, which is the way most people do. And or you can call 417-847-7974. And pretty much I'm with the phone all the time, so i'm I'm here all the time so
2: excellent well, uh Dina and Sue, I'm looking forward to meeting you guys in person, and uh you know what i i'm i may just carve out that little slot to get on out there and uh spend a minute with you guys
8: yeah that would be good. There's a lot of people that like to meet you a lot of people that support you and uh yeah the the like I said. Joplin airport's uh way cheaper you know coming in there than it is to come into springfield, but either way you know and and they also have the springfield Branson airport I don't know what they cost but but uh you know there's quite a I'm few look around here where
2: where I can fly to from where i'm at and and we'll i'll I'll let you know what the options are we'll we'll uh we'll figure it out from there
8: well, that'd be great okay we'll talk to you later then.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much, Dana and Sue. Hope for change in the end of Prohibition chapter of the Human Solution International in Missouri. All right, we got uh, Glenn Keeling and then Zach Salazar and then Tom Corby to close the show up. Glenn Keeling from the, the Creative Care Beacon chapter in Ohio. Glenn and Peggy have been fighting the case now for better than a year going on two years and you know for everybody who thinks again oh it's legal um it doesn't matter if they target you they target you and you've got to understand folks it doesn't matter if you're legal or not if you're legal and they target you you might as well not be legal for the purpose of being targeted because you got to prove yourself out of it and you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty but the truth is If they charge you with something, they treat you like you're guilty. And so you actually have to prove your innocence. It's not Mm -hmm. what you think. And if you've ever gone through a criminal case, especially one over cannabis, you'll come to learn real quick that things are not all that they appear to be in this place, and it's time for us to change them. Glenn, Peggy, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing today?
3: Oh, we're doing pretty good, Joe. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, yeah, I want to start out by saying that twenty three months ago we thought that we were legal, you know. Um we have seen a doctor, paid our dues, um, had our cards even. Um but you're right, it, it did not matter. Um they knew that we were cannabis patients, they knew that we'd have cannabis in our home regard either regardless of the situation, um, they knew that they was gonna be here. And um they came in and and took our medicine from us, and uh, of course they took guns and they took a little bit of cash that we had saved up. Um, called us drug dealing, uh, called us a lot of different things. And and you're right, it, um, it's supposed to be prove, you know, guilty until proven or innocent until proven guilty, you know, and and it's not that way. It's not that way at all. Um, you find out going through these cases really quickly that regardless of whether you've done it or not, the community has condemned you already. And it's not just the courts, you know, you, we live in a small, you know, there's 1100 and uh, I think 1200 people at the most here now. Um, and everybody knows who we are because we're the drug dealers that live over in the blue house. Um, so, I mean, that's just the way it is. And, you know, um, no matter what is said, no matter what whatever the outcome of our case is, and that's what we are going to forever be known as, those drug-dealing people in the Blue House. That, that's just the way it is. Um, and it's really sad that, you know, going 23 months, and we're no further 23 months into this case than, than the night that they come into our home. Um, it really it really sucks it really it's it, it it sucks to, to fight for your for your life and and to have to fight to prove that you're innocent and you're not what they say that you are
2: I couldn't agree more and you know I I just you know it's I know what you're going through I've been through it I've been raided twice I've been locked up four times for this plant and you know I I just I know what it feels like, and it's horrifying. And fortunately, you know, I wasn't dealing with a bunch of serious uh, physical ailments um, when it happened to me. And I know you and Peggy are dealing with all kinds of stuff that, you know, even even if you didn't have uh, the, the stress of, of criminal case and potential prison and all of this, na- this horrible stuff, uh, you'd be de- dealing with your own personal issues. But you add this to it. And, and, you know, it's hard for people to understand. Um, it's hard for people to understand what stress does to a, a situation like this. And the amount of stress that going through a criminal case is, is indescribable. I can remember personally, I got I got hauled out of court twice and locked up from just being in a regular courtroom, going in there to... to Have a hearing and didn't leave They took me out of court and locked me up Two two times and I remember After the last time Every single time that I came to court After that when I went into that elevator That went up to the courtroom I was in My heart started pounding Like really really pounding And it was like I knew something bad Was going to happen and I kept telling myself It's going to be all right. They're not going to lock you up this time But my heart would always pound And I can remember the stress of that I could feel it just like tearing me apart, and and I I know and that's one of the reasons that I I stayed to fight after my case was over, because I just I can't I can't see that happening to anybody, you know it's it's not everybody is strong the way that I was strong and i able to to keep going. I've watched it destroy people, and I've watched people that didn't come out of it, and that's why it's so important for us to stand together. It's so important to create. A Support team that's why these chapters that are that are forming all across the country um, are so important because when you get stuck in a spot where you could get locked up you could lose your your freedom and you know it's not just losing your freedom people don't realize you get locked up chances are you're going to end up losing your place to live you're going to lose your job you probably end up losing your relationship over time I mean all these things don't survive incarceration and, and it's not something that people really understand, and that's why it's so important that we not only educate um, people about the problem and about what we can do to solve it, but to support, to support each other as we support you guys, and you guys have in turn supported others, and that's the key. That's the human solution, and that's what it's all about. It's being there to help each other and, uh, you know, to stand by each other, and that's what this is all about, so um, I just hope that you understand how, how supported you are in our community. And it's not just Facebook, but it's it's real life, too. And you got people all over the country that know about your case and know about you guys and care, and, and, and I hope you feel it.
3: Oh, we, we, we greatly appreciate all the support, you know. Uh, it, and you're right. It, it sucks that every time somebody knocks on the door, you know, my heart kind of, died, you know, because we're on bond still, you know, and, and the crazy thing about our case, I mean, it's, it's, our cases is so crazy. You know, we got a judge that has ruled that at the time of the incident we had all our paper, we were legal at the time of them coming into our house. He ruled on that. And he's also ruled that I believe that Peggy and I are the first ones in cannabis history, you know, prohibition that, that has been allowed to use cannabis being charged with possession of cannabis how fucking retarded is i mean that right there alone those two rulings alone should have just thrown our case completely out but i I, for some reason the prosecutors dug his nails in and um being on bond it's it's scary to get a knock on our door even if a friend's coming over you know you know they're coming but still that knock could be any time they're revoking your bond or you know, they can fuck with you any time they want because they got your thumb on you. You know, and, and the, man, been it, it, it's rough. I was on
2: bond six years in a row. And uh, six straight years, I was on bond. And I, yes, I yeah. that was one of the most impressive times because they can revoke your bond for any reason. And they did revoke oh, yeah. my bond one time. And that was why one of the times I got locked up and they jacked up my bail to... Uh, $250,000, you know, I, I was I was treated, you know, worse, you know, Delores <laughs> talks about, um, you know, getting these rape kits opened up and testing these things and, and solving some of these rape cases, but I know for a fact people that have been charged with rape and their bonds were less than $100,000, and, oh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it, it's unbelievable you know, what, I, they, what they get
3: we got cases right here in Ohio right now we, there, there's and it's happening at preschool level and, and that's fucking oh that, that's even sick as left. you know at it, a preschool level that you've got teachers that are you know fondling children and, and having them fondle themselves it happened right here in Cincinnati the lady literally got 30 days of probation for messing with children and making them mess with the, themselves you know there was another one on the other side of the state that has to serve – that he has to serve 30 days this year, 30 days next year, and 30 days the year after. He got 90 days for raping like six freaking children. He got 90 days, and these bastards can spread it over three years, 90 days over the next three years that he has to do. And this is for molesting and messing with children and people that have – stand for cannabis, stand to lose their lives. You've got to there, – there is something twisted about society when, when somebody can rape a child or molest a child and can get 90 days, but somebody can smoke a joint and fucking spend the rest of their life in prison. That's twisted, sick, twisted shit right there, you know. I, I'm sorry. I, it, it just really aggravates the shit on me that, you know, we've got to fight for our life, you know, over – cannabis for being sick you know this has wrecked our lives i mean this it it, it ruins going through any kind of case ruins anybody's lives i mean and, and then going through this and then start still trying to medicate when the state wants to screw you at every turn i mean geez, go and spend you know 54 dollars on a 10th 2.83 grams of cannabis but that, ridiculous you know hey listen my name is glenn Keeling. I'm really easy to find on, on Facebook. You don't even have to find me on Facebook. My number is 419-863-0498, and we are the chapter leaders of the Creative Care Beacon, the Ohio chapter of the Human Solution International.
2: Awesome. Glenn Peggy, it's always a pleasure to have you guys on, and I I, I empathize with you, and, and, you know, your your case inspires me to keep fighting Sometimes you get a little bit frustrated and you lose a little steam because you just feel like people don't care enough to get up there. But it only takes, you know, one person to say, yeah, you know what, I'm there to, to, to let you know that it's all worth it. And then when you hear about, you know, one more story about, about you know, what all of this is doing, you can't help. But, you know, if you've got a soul, you're probably going to get in there and start caring a little bit. So. I'm looking forward to meeting you guys in person soon enough and uh, working working even closer with you as we're organizing this Walk for Change and, and supporting each other as we're as we're fighting for our freedom, and that's what this is all about. It's all about liberty, all right uh, it's all about freedom, and it's all about civil rights, folks. So um, if you're out in the Ohio area, please get a hold of Glenn and Peggy. They're doing good work, and uh, we need more help, that's for damn sure.
3: Right. Hey, yeah, this walk is going to be a lot of fun. they are going to draw a lot of people out, you know, and that's what it's about is trying to change things because whether you stop and think it, you know, regardless whether you think it's legal in your state or not, they will screw you. There's cases all around. Peggy's and mine is just, you know, one of hundreds of thousands across the United States. And just, you know, remember that we're not the only ones sitting at that table.
2: So true. It's so true. All right, you guys. Well, it's always a pleasure and uh, look forward to talking to you tomorrow on the conference call. And uh, right on. onward we march. My, friend. Onward we march. Glenn Keeling, Sol, or, uh, Creative Care Beacon Chapter, Ohio, the Human Solution International. All right, we're closing in on it, folks. we got Zach Salazar, defendant from Missouri. He's been on the show a few times. I think we may have an update. Let's see where we're at. Zach, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: good how you guys doing
2: doing fantastic above ground breathing and currently out of custody
1: definitely definitely a positive on that yeah um so (laughs) my court date that i had on the for my bond conditions hearing well apparently the the clerk here in town never scheduled it so i have to i've been doing ua still regularly twice a week got to do one tomorrow did one monday um I have court original court the first of October and my public pretender, I call him, as a defender. He's gonna try to get me in my bond conditions hearing also with that court date. But it's um it's just a it's just a normal court date. I don't even know what's gonna go on. I'm still in circuit court. Haven't even made it to the felony court yet. This town likes to drag their feet and or county likes to drag their feet. Um it's just it's just more stress and stress um, they still haven't released my discovery or the letter of intent. Um, I'm not too far away from the lady who got raided yesterday. Um, I'm actually two counties over from her. This is all part of Mid-Missouri, the drug task force and everything. Um, I didn't have them come to my house. It was the state troopers and the local sheriffs here. But um, it's just it's, – it's a sad thing out here. All there it's, – it's part of the good old boys club out here in Mid-Missouri. And they do whatever they want out here with no uh, no one to oversee what they do and how they treat people and the rights they abuse and and take away from people out here. It's um it's pretty sad.
2: You know, while I was uh, interviewing uh, Dana, I looked up uh, the operating cost per hour of a Black Hawk helicopter, and it's almost twenty five thousand dollars for every hour every flight hour that that vehicle is in the air and if you think about how many of those black hawk helicopters have been operating across the u.s in on u.s soil uh going after u.s citizens for something that oughtn't be a crime um and spending that much uh, and that's just the flight that's just the, the the operational expense not manning it and everything else um correct you know that's what our tax dollars are getting spent on right now folks $25,000 an hour and and how many Blackhawks are up there doing this at any given moment. And that's just one vehicle that that I'm talking about. Unbelievable.
1: Yep. It's, it's a sad situation how they're treating everybody over this. And like, like um, people said, this is, this is supposed to be now legal and we're supposed to be allowed to um, consume it. how, How we, if we have the card and, and the law enforcement doesn't care, they don't care out here they're they're so uneducated about it and they do what they want um nilly-willy about however they want to do it and nobody can say anything because if you say anything they'll just arrest you and then you got to fight it in court you know and then they drag their feet on the court you know like my next court date after the first will probably be 7 months in, um out and that's I'm going to have that done just for a um an evidence hearing you know and and it's it's all there's no one Out here has any rights To a speedy trial they say you do but you don't Have any rights out here and they drag Their feet on it and they'll do what they want
2: Well you know It's unfortunate I've been saying this For about 10 years now And um, every time That somebody's out there trying to pass a, A law that allows for Some limited access to the plant I always speak out against it I always say you know I mean it's great Whatever get your little baby steps in as you can but it's not going to solve it. And I've said it, I've I've got, you know, recorded shows for the last seven years of me saying this exact same thing. We need to end prohibition. We need to uh, deschedule. We need to repeal all the laws that cause this plant to be illegal. And changing a law that allows for some limited access or some heavy regulation to to gain tax dollars, it has never worked. And, And people don't realize just because a law passes doesn't mean law enforcement respects it. And I have, I don't know how many, dozens and dozens of cases. Um, of and Most of the cases that we have supported uh, in the Human Solution International have been in states where there was a law that was supposed to make the action that the defendant was charged with legal or not a crime. And I've talked about this, again, for almost 10 years now. It's something that I've coined the term, of punishment by the process And people don't realize That even if You're following the law And I put giant quotes around that And law enforcement right. wants to target you they don't like what you're doing They just come in and treat you like you're a criminal And then you got to fight your way out of it And as you just described My case took six years And that was two cases um, One of them took uh, almost two years And one of them took almost four years and And through that whole time, I was on bond i was i was i was I was on a bond that said if for any reason they were to revoke my bond, I would be locked up and they did that to me once, and they threatened to do it a dozen times and that's what they do they get yep, I just got, got off a of
1: bond for a yeah, I just got off of five years of bond, $50,000 um, $50, on my last case for a misdemeanor amount of, of marijuana, and they were trying to give me 24 years for that, and I, and I went to fight it, and finally a week before trial, they they dropped it down to a misdemeanor with a little fine, so my lawyer didn't want to fight it and wanted more money or was going to drop me if I didn't take the plea, so I had to take the plea, and it was just a it was a misdemeanor, and six months after that, um back on bond again for something they tried to set me up on
2: there you go and that's just another example of the punishment by the process and you know it's unfortunately that what happened to you happens to people all over the country and and you know you just said the key word there i couldn't afford it and and it's a it's a thing that happens the first my first case I had raised up through doing fundraisers enough money to pay my attorney but I never fully paid him off yep. and the second case he said I can't do this again and so I had a public pretender myself the second case and he didn't want to fight for me I had to literally force him to fight for me and at the very end yep. like I said it was the same thing they finally they finally folded you know four four years into it after we overturned a conviction and the appellate court ruled in my hear in my case and it was a nightmare. And, and, again, through it all, I was locked up multiple times. And, and all, you know, some of my dear friends had put up their life savings and their retirements to keep me out of jail so that I could fight. And if it wasn't for that, you know, I I would have done 12 years in prison. And that's what, I, that's what was at stake. And those yep. of us that don't have the big resources to get in fight, to take advantage of that, and, you know, the public defenders, they're just doing their jobs. They're trying to move these cases through. They don't give a damn about you. Yep. Uh, every once in a while. Now I Now Again, I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush because I've seen a few public defenders actually care and do a good job. But it's been a few. Uh, most of them. I told them the, I was same. told I'm
1: a guinea pig. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, and that's what they think. They just they don't. You know, even the paid attorneys, the big, fancy paid attorneys. Um, at the end of the day, if you lose, they go back to their fancy house and their fancy car and their fancy yep. wife and their fancy kids and their fancy dog, and you're in jail. So, you yep. know, at the end of the day, it's not very seldom do you find an attorney that has heart, and even it doesn't matter how much you pay them, at the end of the day, they go back to their lives. So, we got to remember we got to fight for ourselves, we got to stand up for each other. And that's what this is all about. This is about being together, unity in the community, standing together, being a part of the human solution, and making a difference. So, Zach, uh, you know, uh, we're we're here for you, and, uh, you know, we're going to keep on marching. Uh, Hopefully, you'll you'll make it to the rally there on October 19th, and uh, hopefully, I'll get to meet you in person.
1: Yes, definitely. Like I said, I got court the first at 9 a.m. in Montauk County, and... And the only reason I'm out right now is because I'm friends with the bondsman, and he's a really good dude and said, I'm not going to allow my friend to sit in jail. So he came and got me.
2: That's fantastic. Wow. Well, it's a good thing to have a bondsman as a friend. I I can attest yep. to that. Awesome. All yep. right, Zach. Well, hopefully we'll have some good support out there. And uh, meanwhile, keep on checking in. And, um, you know, we're going to do everything we can to be there for you.
1: I appreciate it, and you guys have a, um, a fantastic evening. I appreciate everything.
2: You betcha. Have a good one. Zach Sell is our folks, uh, defendant out of Missouri, fighting the case. All right, we got Tom Corby to close the show down, and it uh, looks like we're going to slide on in with our two-hour, one-hour show. Tom
9: Corby, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Uh, <laughs> we're doing pretty good today, Joe, and I want to thank you, Joe, and, Lisa, Becca, Mary, and Coffee Body Radio Show
7: These are all
9: historical shows And you're all part of history I also want to shout out here right now To George Monterano I want to thank him I'm honored to have his book here signed by him The Human Solution International Is not only about ending Prohibition. Of course, that's our number one goal and vision. Uh, We have a prisoner outreach program. We write prisoners. Uh, And when George Monturano was in prison for 32 years, (coughs) we were writing him letters, Joe knows very well. I have a book here, I would recommend it. Cain Grows a Platinum Rose. And what George Monterano has been through growing up in Philly and how he survived in prison is an amazing story. I want to thank Joe, uh George, right now. And I want to say right here his, his little uh, note from him. And I want to also thank Joe and Liz for bringing the book up here. And you do owe us a visit. <laughs> and uh Tom and Donna. Deep thanks for being there when all I knew was the cell. So much so, I truly wondered if I was born within four walls, the cell, sink, or if the sink's a cradle. George Mount, Toronto, 2018. Uh, When we talk about standing our ground, a lot of uh, defendants we've come for, uh, not like Nick Moran Nick here today that's helped us so much. Uh, once their case resolved or quitted or dismissed, we don't hear from them at all. So we want to thank all those on the front line always coming together to ensue prohibition. And we are volunteers, by the way. This is flower time with our plants out here, and we just came in. And this is a time of year we do not have advanced because growers know, Joe knows well, we all know, you cannot leave your garden. For more one reason than than that. Uh, First of all, uh, you can't leave your garden because uh, the cops and robbers will come in. And that's the first reason. Another reason, if you're really uh, getting the best uh, medicine uh, like Joe has, uh, you need to spend a lot of time in your garden. And it takes a lot to uh, make this work. Uh, I always tell people that come that everything's against you to make it out there. Think about it. Uh, Any farmer actually so uh, one of the first things I recommend is if you're growing plants to have a 420 recommendation. <laughs> also, have your pop property, private properties, signs posted every hundred feet, signed by owner and dated. This is how, actually, Joe, remember, uh, probably back when when uh, uh, the tweakers uh, uh, haunted me two months and funny, we we caught them and uh we got them on no press trespassing and also uh if, if code enforcement or the sheriff uh comes comes what's the first thing you do you tell them you can be cordial you tell them first of all you're on private property and where's where's your warrant Furthermore, we are recording this and we will file an injunction and lawsuit and uh, we don't consent to any search. That's the first thing. And then anything from there, you talk to our lawyer. This is what gets the bacon. Also, you want to have your 420 up to date if you're growing a number of plants uh, by your doctor Furthermore, that doctor, like Doctor Badgley, Doctor Allen, we have Doctor Carter now. You must be knowledgeable about the medicine. You must be able to take the stand for me. That's so important with our doctors that we all know. Uh, so I'm trying to. I've got my notes here, and uh, I've pretty much covered. And we need to make this a two-hour show, Joe. <laughs> and Two hour, thank you, one Joe. 2 one-hour
5: show. <laughs>
9: <laughs> I keep trying to make it one hour, but it won't do it. Ah. Well, we're, we're working on three hours.
5: <laughs>
9: yeah, <a> <laughs> well, I want to thank all those good speakers today. I really do. And all those on the front line, because that is our goal and vision for all our sakes, and all the, all those in there for life without parole, it's is just unacceptable. It's inco- uh, incomprehensible that, that people are going to to prison for life without parole for a plant, any plan. So thank you again all today. And uh, as always, Donna says, don't forget to breathe. Don't forget
5: to
2: breathe. Yeah. Yay. go Donna.
5: All right, awesome. All okay, right, Tom. So always a pleasure.
2: Tom Corby and the NorCal right. chapter. And uh, I want to thank everybody that made the show possible today. Um, you know, I'm 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 so grateful for all my chapters. You know, um, there was a time when we had a lot more chapters active than we have today, but I think we have more heart in the chapters that we have active today than we did. With all the other ones And uh, I want to thank Mary for coming aboard and screening And she does a great job And uh, she she shares her, her thoughts and wisdom with the show from time to time And I want to thank Lisa for doing the Facebook live stream And, and helping set up the background here I want to thank my wife for uh, bringing me the coffee And everything else that she does And uh, all the guests, you know, this is a, a show that would probably be a lot less interesting if i was just
1: droning on but
2: we have um so many points of view and so many stories and so much uh so many reasons for us to work together and 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 cast aside our differences and and start working as one team and so i just want to thank everybody that has uh, kept that as important and has decided to be a part of the human solution international. And one last thing, I just want everybody to thank uh, Becca Nichols, who is our treasurer and our media person, and she's really been one of my right hands in all of this for a long time now. Um, You know, her mom had a really severe stroke, and uh, she's in the hospital, and, you know, Becca had tried to bring some CBD medicine to her mom, which she was taking before, and it was helping And she went in to go bring this medicine to her mom in the hospital and she said four nurses came out like soldiers and literally uh, took this medicine from her and wanted to lock it up and uh, they were watching her on the camera. And this is in Oregon where it's supposedly so cool and everybody's so cool and it's so legal and all of that. And this is CBD. Um, I just want to... Say you know it's 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 not going to End till we end it and we So um, You know give Becca and her mom some Some thought and some love And some bright light and uh, say A prayer or two if you got one and um, That's it for this week I'm sorry that amazing story I was going to tell you we ran out of time The two hour one hour show Took over and uh, we'll start It off next week got Go a good ahead, one son. for you All right we'll see what Willie's got to say About it all
3: I am Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse The Human Solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant.
5: Little things I should have said, done. you were always.